In a cinematic universe where sharks terrorize small towns and space aliens communicate playing music, one soldier will cause a panic in Los Angeles to make love to a woman in a plane. (laughs) (laughs) With the sound of a plane going by? Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. (laughs) 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 All right, we got a Foley department going on here. Hundreds of movies are released every year. Some are good, some are great, and many of them are really, really bad. We seek out those rare gems that are so exceptionally bad, they're actually good. At least when you watch them with friends. Sit back and laugh with us as we sift through the garbage. We'll share our completely unqualified reviews of some of the worst films of our lifetimes as we search for those few that are exceptionally bad. Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh, yeah. Hello, welcome back. We're at Exceptionally Bad Podcast. I'm Bracken. I'm Nate. I'm Ben. I'm Brand. And I'm Danny. I love this time of year. I love this season. It gets uh, chilly. It's... uh, Beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost as good as Halloween. <laughs> almost for some. Uh, yeah, I hope everyone's had a good Thanksgiving and uh, life is treating you well. I know there's a lot of people listening that are aren't in the United States that may not celebrate Thanksgiving, and I uh, hope you're having a good holiday season as well. Um, to get us started off today, I wanted to ask uh, some of our uh, some of the members of the team here, what your favorite Steven Spielberg movie? You know, what I'm, what's happening is there is a new Steven Spielberg movie coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, this is going to be released right before Christmas. Uh, West Side Story, his uh, interpretation Ooh. or a revision of the, the Academy Award winning movie from, uh, I think, 1968. I could be wrong, 69. Uh, Did he turn it into a comedy? Uh, I, I don't know. I think it doesn't look like a comedy from it's, the trailer. The, but the it trailers looks, don't tell you a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It, I'm but, sure it's just like the original. Like it, but different. Yeah. Maybe updated. Yeah. Different so. actors, for sure. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I can go first. Yeah, my I mean, favorite. Listen, my favorite movie of all time is Poltergeist. Now, I know that Steven Spielberg did not direct Poltergeist on paper but i mean he was the producer of it and the writer of it but that looks it is so much spielberg you know and toby hooper who or tobe is it toby let's go with toby I okay it was your favorite movie <laughs> i think well, I, so. I think i think it's tobe hooper but tobe, yeah. but i on it always it, looks like toby to me yeah. when i so yeah sorry he, he, Mr. he has directed other horror movies lots of other horror movies several of them for golan and globus um, but he has done like uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and stuff. Poltergeist looks so different from everything that he does, and it just looks so much like Spielberg. And it's my favorite Spielberg movie of all time. Favorite movie of all time. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a B horror movie. Yeah. It's like an independent film mm-hmm. that kind of made put his made him as a name or yeah. and whatever. Else to he be did fair, but that. yeah, I mean, that's Life true. Force and. You know, yeah. If you look at the if the if you look at the uh, resume, mm-hmm. you would say it's hard to not see 
Spielberg's hand on that movie. Yeah. So what's a better horror movie then? Poltergeist or Mac and Me? Um, is there a vacuum involved? Is there a vacuum in Poltergeist? There isn't. Not well. Not there is a vacuum in it, but not like the I, one. That in gives the, you your answer right yeah, there. Mac and Me. I think the scary vacuum is from Mr. Mom. Isn't that the scene with the scary vacuum? <laughs> right. Yeah. Huh. So, I mean, what other? This is the problem. Is I'm such a Spielberg fan that I could like name every Spielberg movie as my favorites. But right. I think my favorites are. The ones that probably it, everyone thinks about, his early ones, Jaws and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. And, uh, though I love Minority Report. That's a newer one. You know, Actually, I love just about everything he's I've, done. Yeah. I've just about. I feel similar in... Uh, uh, it's not my favorite movie like Poltergeist is yours, but mm-hmm. he didn't direct Goonies, but Goonies is, oh, like, yeah. is a It's absolutely that, yeah. a Spielberg right. movie. Yeah. yeah, that's another yeah. one. That. Um, yeah, I would say my, my answers are probably everyone's classic. Indiana Jones, like Raiders of the Lost Ark mm-hmm. and Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade are, are to me just such great films. And yeah. Jurassic Park. Yes. I mean So I, I have an interesting story about Jurassic Park. So let's see, when what was what was the year? Ninety three. Yep. So three years from graduating high school, um, I decided to go on a road trip to California to visit somebody. So I was living in Utah at the time. And so we took a family friend that we've been hanging out with forever and we're like let's go see Jurassic Park. It looks cool. This kid was maybe 10 at the time, 10 or 12. And for most of the movie, he's digging it, right? It's like, oh, this is really cool. Then the uh, the T-Rex, you know, the scene where it starts raining, mm-hmm. he's like, we need to go. I need to go right now. Get me out of this theater right now. So I didn't actually see Jurassic Park oh, until no. like my second scene because <laughs> oh, we had no. to walk this poor kid out and he was terrified. Oh, so. man. It's pretty suspenseful at that yeah. point. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. Great. it's building. He, he completely lost his mind. So, like, I have a very distinct memory of him freaking out. And then later, you know, like the girl, you know, the the granddaughter, uh-huh. how she is reacting exactly the same way. Right. I'm like, that was perfect. That yes, is exactly right. the reaction. Screaming at the top yes, of the Yes, yes. Yeah. I feel like we're offending all these other uh, directors, but I was just thinking of Gremlins now too, which is, mm-hmm. you know, he's yes. a producer on it, but it's it's a Joe Dante film, yeah, right? right? So I, I, there's all these movies that are heavily influenced by by Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Uh, what a what a great talent! I, Absolutely. I I'm kind of with you, Ben. I love Raiders of the Lost Ark. I I love Jaws. Yeah. I love Minority Report. I, you know, it's hard to pick a favorite. Mm-hmm. I, pro- I probably would, you know, you could probably get me to narrow it down to my top five or something. Yeah, right. But it's really hard to just say, oh, my very favorite Steven Spielberg movie is, yeah. you know, X, Y, or Z. I, I couldn't do it. I would I, say yours is Jaws. I, I, I do love Jaws. I, I, I kind of think to myself, if I had to pick between the two, Jaws and Raiders of the Lost Ark, if there was a, if I had to live in a world where one of these movies never existed, I think that I would have to go with keeping Raiders of the Lost Ark and getting rid of Jaws, but because um, there's just so much going on in that movie, yeah. every scene is memorable and iconic. Um, I have to say, I'm gonna make make a kind of a controversial statement. I actually really like the movie Always too, which is. Which is what Pan is is usually considered one of his unsuccessful 
lesser works, but in my it opinion, not a bad movie, I though. it's a it's a great comedy. Yeah. It makes me cry whenever I watch it. I it has just, Audrey Hepburn. It's got Audrey Hepburn. It's a remake of an of an older, I think, movie from the forties or maybe thirties, mm-hmm. and it's got that old Hollywood feel, and I just love it. Is that one about a pilot? Yes. It is, yeah. yeah it's got Richard, Richard Dreyfuss. It's uh, been a long time since yeah. I've seen that one. I, 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 it's a, it's worth watching again, and it's got uh, John Goodman in it, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, what's her name, the the female in it. Anyway, she's yeah. she, uh, she's Mrs. Incredible. Oh, Holly, Helen Holly Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter. Thank you. She Holly is Hunter. amazing as always in that. What a great movie. Highly recommend it. Give it another view, but yeah. um, I love that movie. I yeah. did not know that it was Spielberg. Honestly, I haven't seen it for years. Oh, it's very lo- Spielbergian, is, yeah, is what you might say. In the same vein as uh, Amazing Stories from the right. 1980s, yes. which I I loved. Uh, loved Amazing Stories. Uh, another movie that is kind of considered one of his lesser works is a movie called 1941. 1941. I, I don't even know if I've heard about that one. Well, I tell you, I watched this a lot as a little boy and as a kid. And it was, uh, it's kind of set shortly after uh, Pearl Harbor. Right. And it, this is that kind of time of year when it's uh, that, you know, uh, December 13th. 7th or 8th? 7th. Oh, December well, that, 7th. This takes December, place. December, December 7th. 13th. Right. And this takes place December yeah. 13th. Right. Five later, days after. In, so <laughs> after Pearl Harbor is uh, bombed. Uh, and so this is kind of takes place around LA and, um, you know, America, what's going on in the world mm-hmm. and how the reaction. And this is con- kind of considered a screwball comedy. And uh, all Allegedly. The, all of the members of the team here, folks listening in the audience, they're all giving me looks of death because <laughs> I recommended this movie and they, well, they're going to tell you how they feel, but I, there's some parts of this. I, I love this movie. Uh, I know it's a flawed movie. I know it's, uh, I know a good comedy is never over two hours long. It a good comedy is probably over two and a half. It's probably ninety minutes long. But this movie, how long was this movie? We watched the director's cut. (laughs) We watched the director's cut. We started yesterday, and (laughs) yeah, Yeah, it's like two two hours forty minutes. I thought it was a mini series. Two hours. I've been gone so long watching this movie that I have a. Missing persons report from my family right now. So, when we watch these movies together as a group, a we're having now. fun. Yes. Typically, we're all sitting down, and no one ever gets up and you know leaves to go to the bathroom. There were at least two members of the group that went. I, I one think thing, one. Three. I think one got up a couple times, <laughs> right. but I'm not going to say who. But uh, at least two of the people of the group got up throughout the movie. So if if we mention a scene that was so good that they missed. They'll be like, what? I missed that? Yeah. So a couple of people had to get up and, I, and leave the room. For I got up a just to go watch a full episode of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> and I still didn't miss anything. <laughs> uh, so, can I say something? Um, you can say anything you want. Okay. Well, back when we were talking about other Spielberg movies, real quick. Um, so, you know. Everyone in the world knows the pandemic. Everyone was locked down. Mm-hmm. So last year, uh, the movie theaters opened up again. And for my birthday, my mm-hmm. wife 
said, look, we're renting the theater because you could do it. We're going to do private screening. And it was between Ghostbusters and Jurassic Park. And I said, we got to do Jurassic Park. I mean, it's the perfect film to see mm-hmm. in the theater. And you guys actually all came in part of my yep. group. And, yep. and it was, it was awesome. so awesome. So good to watch it so in the awesome. theater. Yeah. I did actually think while we watched this movie that it would have been more enjoyable in the theater because it had a lot of big sp- practical uh, yeah. effects mm-hmm. and, and explosions and stuff that I'm like, it would have looked... No, nothing against the setup here, Ben, but yeah. like it would have. Oh no, absolutely! It would have. <laughs> it would have been good on the big screen. I know the importance of looking that. At that stuff would have. That would have. Uh, I, I'm not sure that it would save the movie, but it would have. Uh, it would have helped visually. Right. Um, it would have helped a little bit, and and Bracken wouldn't notice people leaving as much in a big theater, and so. <laughs> <laughs> there is a, a lot of eye candy in this movie, right? Yes. There's a lot yeah. of. Uh, <laughs> Action and explosions <laughs> and dancing and running and choreography. Uh, yeah, big and fights, big set pieces big, and I mean, swirling camera action. movements yeah. and and uh, a lot of visual effects with the with the planes flying over uh, downtown Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, there's also so, stuff in the other two hours and thirty seven minutes of the movie. <laughs> we should <laughs> hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so do you remember have you guys seen uh, the rocketeer yeah yeah yes so do you remember when the rocketeer opens and the music the fanfare music and they and they pull open the um like the barn doors where mm-hmm. the planes are stored yeah. and they pull the plane out and it's this like really nice shot oh yeah and music like when um i like i don't even know her name the the general's secretary yeah lady. when she was looking when at she the sees the b-17 yeah and it, the music kind donna of stratton is the is the character's name yeah, yeah. so as she's walking up towards it, like in reverence, and mm-hmm. the music's nice, and they did a really good. That shot, I thought that shot was amazing. I even commented on it at the time. I'm yeah. like, this is a really good shot. Yeah. Um, so that was a it felt think, like Spielberg. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like this is definitely a Spielberg movie because, and um, I, I was a big fan of the movie Memphis Belle. I don't know if you guys oh, ever yeah. saw that, I love which that one too. about the B seventeen. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, I got thinking about that. I'm like, oh, this is so. Yeah. Can uh. Can anyone try to tell us the plot real quickly? Oh, which? <sighs> it's one of those ones that's or, multiple I don't plots. think you, you know, need to tell the specific storylines. No. Right? Yeah. The best way to do this is yeah. everybody pick a single plot line and we all tell it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, because that's just like... That's how the story is told. Okay. so I, I don't be, think uh, that's going to help the listeners. And, here. And I, I can give a quick so, overview okay, of what the go. movie is about. Uh, okay. Okay. I, Great. Well, hold on. I want to give okay. a fair overview, and then right. we can try that. This is what did you say? Like five, six days after uh, bombing of Pearl Harbor, something right? like that. Yeah, yeah. like the thirteenth or eleventh or something. And it's America 13th, yeah. is in a panic, and uh, it's about kind of the craziness of the panic that's happening along the coast of California that m- thinks they may be bombed next. I mean, that's the setting, and that's kind of where what this is all about and then it's uh, you know three dozen different storylines of groups of people in that circumstance that there's all a, intertwine and kind of kind of meet in places there, and sometimes a, don't but a rogue japanese submarine like that's that's right a oh, major part. that's a major part yeah. yeah there was a, a japanese submarine that got lost and found themselves close to the united states and then yep. realized for honor they have to attack the united states before um, they go back. Before they go back. And so that that was the only real threat that was there. I mean, and it was a real threat, but 
everybody thought there was a lot more going on than there really was. And it all takes place over the course of maybe 24 hours or, 30, right. or maybe a day and a half, 36 mm-hmm. hours, yeah. something like that. Yeah. So. Exactly. I'm, uh, there's a huge ensemble cast. Uh, most of them are wasted. Uh, are from television that's popular yeah. at the time. So, uh, Steven Spielberg got this idea from Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis. Do you know who those guys are? Have you ever heard of them? Didn't Zemeckis Come. do that Polar Express movie? <laughs> oh, man. Come on. <laughs> he did. <laughs> yeah, among other things, right? Well, because they had the but annoying is, kid yes. in, in the Polar Express, and it's like the same annoying oh, guy in this movie. Maybe it's like his nephew or something. <laughs> He's contractually obligated to have I, him in his movies. I would not be seen five miles from that family reunion. Oh, take my ticket. Oh, gosh. Eddie Deason. And his ventriloquist dummy. Yes. Yeah. Is this Eddie. Little okay. Eddie. No, it's just the dummy. Isn't that what it says? <laughs> That's yeah. true. That's yeah. That is, yeah. Yeah, so Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale wrote this. Yes, uh, and they made they became friends in USC yeah. and uh, kind of uh, started. They I'm, I can't remember how I watched the making of mm-hmm. uh, of the production. They became friends with Steven Spielberg. They had some ideas and whatnot. Anyway, they started working on this this movie mm-hmm. uh, while he was filming uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind and uh, got tight with him and uh, I think uh, the... So I have a question. Better, this, yeah. I was thinking about this. Now, you mentioned Always is a comedy. In my mind, I don't think... I, I forget that it's a comedy, right? I don't... It's been long enough that I, since I've seen it. Um. Other than 1941, has Spielberg done any other comedies other than Always? That's an interesting question. So Minority when I report. think of Steven Spielberg's movies, <laughs> I, I think there is a lot of humor in yes. his movies. I wouldn't say straight comedies. Right. But if you were to watch Jurassic Park, can you think of some comedic moments oh, or yeah. some Absolutely. humor? Absolutely. Every movie that he's Every made. movie that every he's, movie. he's well, got even... a light touch, uh-huh. and that's what makes it Spielbergian, because you yeah. can make the you know a sci-fi epic... But he's going to have some funny moments yep. in there. Even Jaws yep. has I mean, some even Saving moments. Private Ryan has... Right, yeah. So, yeah. I, no, I wouldn't say he's done any straight comedies that have worked. You know, I think he was an executive pro- producer on The Money Pit with oh. Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah. I... Which was kind of a flop. Yeah. But uh, he didn't direct that, yeah. right? Uh, I Since this, you mentioned the, the whole comedy thing in Steven Spielberg, I wanted to mention a quote I got. It says that I read as in researching for this. It says, when Steven Spielberg shared the news with his close friends in Hollywood that he would make this, his, this his next movie, 1941, they were supportive but privately could not believe the news. One of those friends, a top director, who was quoted anonymously in an article about the rise of mega-budget <laughs> movies in the late 1970s, bluntly said, why is he doing a comedy? When has Steven ever been funny? <laughs> and I and I thought, Dang. wow, because because when yeah. I think of Steven Spielberg, I do think of the lighter, funnier stuff. Mm-hmm. And no, he hasn't. He's not a comedian, right. but I feel he's like certainly not like he's he he's didn't become funny, Steven Spielberg doing Schindler's List. Right. Yeah. He yeah. became Steven Spielberg 
doing Indiana Jones. Exactly. Right. In Raiders has of the Lost Ark humor. has so much humor. Yeah. It's a running gag, yeah. right? I feel like though his humor is more punctuation and less the sentence. That's right. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Oh yeah. So it's like yeah. I think this was trying to be an extremely long paragraph of humor, which is probably for me why it doesn't work. Kind yeah. of run on because sentence. in all of the other stuff, there were a couple things I will say in this movie where I legitimately did laugh. Yeah, there were, but yeah. they were more of the traditional. It was his regular kind, kind of, of like stuff, punchline where it was like right. yeah. something, something, something. Somebody said just something stupid offhand, and I'm like, oh, that was hilarious. Or right, yeah. right. something falls over, something stupid like that. But otherwise, well, like the first yeah. time when John Belushi's character comes to Barstow. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And he gets out. The first time they give him coffee, he drinks it and he, he spits. spits it out. That's <laughs> that was a funny. That was spot. funny. But he just keeps doing it. And I'm yeah. like, okay, it was funny the first time, but then it was, you know, that is so weird because Danny kept laughing yeah. louder and louder yeah. the more he did it. <laughs> well, I really did we, like that. We, we learned because... we learned that Danny's Danny's humor is a little different. Than... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. true. No, honestly, guys. So I was gonna say is I grew up loving this movie, uh-huh. and I totally get not liking this movie. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's lots of the uh, parts of this movie that I don't like. Yeah. Uh, it is way too long. Yeah. It, uh, the ending, the, the whole last 40 minutes, I, I just lose interest, but there's certain scenes, uh, the scenes in the dance hall, the scenes in the mm-hmm. garage, mm-hmm. uh, there's certain set pieces that are so funny to me that yeah. are well, Visually, mm-hmm. there's like a visual setup or they're just the way it's designed, vignettes. and they're yeah. very Spielbergian. I'll just yep. keep using that adjective that I just, I guess I didn't create that. I'm sure someone's used that before, yeah. but we better check, make sure we can say that. Can I say that? Maybe <laughs> yes, it's copyrated, <laughs> but Fair there use. are certain parts Fair of it use. that I really love. Uh, you know, the the bed falling through the ceiling and the kids going, "Wow, that was fun. Let's yeah, do that right. again." Yeah. Uh, and you know, the giant pit in the, in the backyard and yeah. the girls, you know, like this. This tarp uh, blanket, this, and they fall through. I mean, yeah. that's something that's out of your childhood memories of a yes. fantasy. I mean, it's very mm-hmm. Spielbergian, and uh, that I love. But there's some other things of this movie that are I don't find funny at all. Mm-hmm. So I've got a I've got the DVD of 1941, and I just want to I want to show you the cover <laughs> of what it's on there. And what is what? Who's on the cover? Uh, John Belushi and Dan uh, Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> so if you were to look at this. And think to yourself, and think of this movie that we just watched. Were, would these be the two actors, the main actors that were in this movie? No, not no. at all. No. And I'll, I'll be honest. When I look at John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd, I, uh, I, I probably laughed at a couple things that Dan Aykroyd did. Uh, personally, I wouldn't have found anything John Belushi did funny at all. I, I didn't. Nope. He, he was probably the biggest star. Yeah. Uh, he was the biggest lost opportunity, I think. Yeah, like right? Did, a lot of his lines weren't even words. No, right. he was grunting, just kind of... It almost felt like AD, ADR, sorry, like after, recorded after mm. the fact. They're oh, just yeah. doing these little... <laughs> to give him something, yeah, yeah. To mm. give him some kind of personality. Yeah, he had very few lines... Right. I think in Roger Ebert's review, he said, he's, does he have 25 lines? Oh, man. Well, yeah. he was cast, and that part that he got was expanded uh-huh. because he was such a big star oh, right. from Saturday Night Live. So John Belushi dies, I think, in 1982. And I, I don't oh. know if any of you are familiar with his career at all. I, I mean, Blues I Brothers. Know. Yeah. So I grew up, and he was a big name at SNL. Saturday right. Night Live was huge. huge. My sister had a big thing for him right she loved watching his movies 
he really was only in four movies. Oh wow! Before he passed away, Animal House. No, no, he wasn't in Meatballs. Animal House. Was it Animal Animal House? House. Animal House, 1941. Animal House Two. (laughs) Neighbors. And he was in Blues Brothers, right? Blues Blues Brothers. Brothers. Yeah. And I think, well, maybe five and uh, uh, Continental Divide. Oh. So like five movies, and that was that's really Mm -hmm. the rest. That's his Mm -hmm. whole career. I mean, and and Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And Saturday Night Live, Mm -hmm. right? So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, but so he was a big star. I mean, Mm -hmm. this was, I think maybe, I can't remember if Animal House was before this. I think it was a year before. Yeah. Uh, and so they, they expanded his part, which really he's flying in his plane Mm -hmm. and he has like one or two scenes where he's outside that plane. Right. But his whole time, he's in the plane, in the plane, flying by himself, well, and grunting and mumbling to yeah. himself. He doesn't really have much to do. And eating slash smoking a cigar. So, yeah. can anyone explain to me? Did I miss something? Like, what the heck is he doing in that plane? <laughs> he, he's supposedly like he, an Air Force guy who's just flying his airplane around. He, oh, he, he said that he spotted uh, a, a squadron of, of of zeros near San Francisco, and he lost them over Fresno. So he's trying to find. He's trying to find them. He's trying again. to find this group of Japanese. Yet he somehow planes. doesn't ever radio anyone anywhere. Nobody knows it, about him. He lands at at the dual gas station and fuels up, oh, and manages to make it explode. Yes, which was, right. Which was up there. Kind of. Awesome. Which was kind of funny. <laughs> well, it was funny in the super shocking yeah. kind of thing. It was like. Oh, he's starting a fire. Oh my he's gosh, gone, they and Kenny. then they just yeah, everything <laughs> blows up behind him. It's like oh yeah. I, well, I think uh, are we just talking about who's in it? Because I feel yeah. like yeah. I f- so I feel like so we had Dan Aykroyd not not didn't do very much. John yeah. Candy also didn't do very much. Yeah, um, you could have cut him out, and I would John Candy would have yeah. not changed the movie at all. Right, yeah. right. No. Yeah. Uh, who else was a kind of the big uh, Ned well, Beatty? He he was he had a decent role, yeah. I guess. Yeah, but like. He's the father that's got the the gun. Yeah, uh, in so his the yard. giant artillery the, gun. The army in comes his and yard. puts an anti aircraft gun in yeah. his yard. Um, and he's also the, the the father of the love interest girl. Yeah. Well, there's two two Betty. Love, two one of the yeah. love two interests. couples, right? Yeah. yeah, two little love stories going. On. Well, one's is one a love story? Two. Yeah, two, that's <laughs> the, true. The love sexual best friends. The, the, right. The love story. Well, well no, they're no. both sexual assault charges, just that's on true. opposite sides. That's true. There you go. So yes. no, there's so there's there's the there's the love story with her and the zoot suit kid. Yep. And then there's just like the there's the other lady who has a weird fetish of planes, and hey, the other guy's trying so to. So if you had to pick, like a main character. Who is the main character in this? I, I almost feel like it's the zoot suit guy. That's what I That's feel what like. I, well. It's Wally Stevens and, yeah, his love interest is Bobby Betty Douglas. Bobby DeChico? Yes. I, That's what I would think, too. Yeah. That those are the main leads. Yeah. I always felt this vibe. Maybe you can talk me out of it or what you think. Uh-huh. But whenever I watch this movie, I've watched this so many times over the years, uh, I always thought of Popeye the Sailor Man and Brutus, mm-hmm. and they're fighting over olive oil. Oh, right. I felt like there was that life tri- love triangle. That. And, uh, you know, the, the, the I don't know. Uh, you know, they're also, he's like in a sailor's outfit. And, right, uh, like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I just, see. I don't know. I can see that yeah. now that you said it, but yeah. I, I didn't think that. It would, well, I always yeah, I enjoy that. that I, okay. Yeah, but now that you say it, I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. It was like when we it, watched uh, Supergirl. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "What's going on?" And then you're talking about how they made it like a fairy tale. And I'm like, "Oh, a lot of things make more sense to me yeah. now." 
but I would have to have known that going in. Right. I, I so don't it, know it, if it was based on that, but that's just yeah, always what it makes the more I got. sense because she never really liked the bully guy. What's his name? Uh, it's not Brutus. It's uh, <laughs> no. Wh- who's the actor? It's uh, um, Stretch. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's Treat. Treat Williams. Treat Williams. Yeah. Stretch McGee, whatever his name is. This is is Tarski. Corporal Chuck. She's always trying to get away from him, and he's always trying to grab her, and she really wants to be with that that boy. Who it's interesting because of all of the names in here of people that are recognizable. I've never seen that kid before in my life that I that I am Treat aware Williams? of. No, no, no. The um, Wally Stevens kid. Yes, uh, Bobby uh, DeChico. DeChico. Yeah, yeah, he. Uh, I mean, he's been in some other things, but I don't remember him. The uh, for the first half of the movie, I think it was half. Every time I saw him, I kept thinking he was Ralph Macchio. Yes, you know, I kept I thinking was it was Karate that. Kid. He he just like his silhouette. He looks like yep. Karate Kid several times, and he's only older and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, Christopher Lee is in this movie. Yes. Yeah, he's a Nazi, and I mean, for what he did, he was great. Yep. What did he do? He was he spoke a, a lot of German. He spoke German. He Very berated well. the. So he was a German, like exclusively. One hundred percent German. He all was of a his German lines were German. Soldier yeah. stuck on the Japanese uh, submarine. Whatever, he was yeah. like a, you know, an Axis power kind of liaison. Liaison, maybe? yeah, like a, just to kind of see how things go. Um, yeah, he spoke German the whole time, and we have a German speaker here who said that he spoke German fairly well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't think it was great. But what, was he? What, it could have been better. Was he saying what was in the subtitles though? Yeah. Okay. Because I said I don't speak Japanese. There was a Japanese guy uh-huh. speaking Japanese and him speaking German, and and you wonder sometimes like, do they just have them saying yeah. words in Japanese? Yeah. Because like was... a lot of times they do that in movies. Because <laughs> it did seem like that because they were yelling a lot. Yeah. And yep. so, and I was just like okay these actual like are they forming like real sentences or are they just like we need some harsh sounding yeah. japanese words yeah so he was playing off of toshiro mifune who is well known for being in tons of akira kurosawa films like yojimbo seven samurai high and low throne throne of blood among so many others he's got yeah over he's got hundreds of credits 185 credits to his name uh well-respected a- a- actor uh, in Japan and throughout the world. So, yeah. Um, but most of the Japanese crew were not actual actors. actors. They were just kind of people that they, gra- that, that they could California. get anybody that was Japanese that they could get mm-hmm. to be in the crew. Yeah. Yeah. Not actors, not soldiers. Did they get to see the script? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I felt a lot of the stuff. I mean, it was the eight, you know, wet, well, almost the eighties or late seventies. Like, I but feel like a lot of the jokes so, were probably a little off base even then. But I wonder. So, so <laughs> what Brant's talking about is there is a lot of kind of uh, racism, like, like not even subtle. No, no, no. It, it, I mean the stereotypes, stereotypes, but also slurs. just like the way that the slurs. Thank you. That's what yeah. I'm thinking of slurs. But the thing is that what is appropriate, because if it's a historical thing happening in 1941, that's the way they would have talked. Yeah. Right? I mean, Fair. so historically, it's correct. We know it's not correct. 
<laughs> but it, what, it is it, it's so funny that we we watch it now today with you know the sensitivities that we have and yeah. it's like man i don't know if this is okay do you think steven so, spielberg was making fun of the the 40s huh. i i kind of feel like he I was did. I he, do. he did yeah. kind of he did kind of get a lot of flack for this being very anti-american yeah too it's, uh, not that that excuses racism or any yeah. in any form but I mean, there's blatant racism in this, both towards Japanese and towards blacks, yeah. and towards it's Mexicans. Not, Mexicans. It's, it's not right, a good picture of, the, of the Americans yeah, in this, right. of the, no. the citizens of Los it's, Angeles. It, they they're not. Are, they're not looking good in this 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 picture. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's the that's the problem with a comedy that is often not funny. Is it's like, is this supposed to be funny or right. shocking or? Yeah. You know, is this a joke? Like, yeah, I'm not sure if this is a joke. <laughs> and I think that was, I, I mean, I haven't said this while we were watching this. Like, I think the problem that I struggled with is I felt like it wasn't landing on one or the other side. That's true. It's like some of it was like, oh, this is a period piece. So I, I get like, yes, this is how they would talk mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. But then it was like, they were completely hamming it up and yep. leaning into the comedy side of it, To which then I said, Okay, well, you can't get away with the stuff if you're doing a period piece. Like, right. You watch Schindler's it, List, yeah, and it's just right. like, they're horrible yeah. to Jews. And but like, that's the way it was, like, and it, this is it a is historical the representation. Piece. So it's like, right. I get that. I can flip that switch in my head and be right. like, clearly they're presenting as it was. Hmm. <clears throat> Whereas the comedy side of it was like, okay, now you're like... You're making you're fun. far too into this. That's like, right. Like, things that I'm just thinking of is the whole the ninja assassin... Japanese guys that are trying to find a Hollywood. Right. And but they just keep saying like Hollywood. Yeah, like, right. And like can't read, you know, that which I get, you know, they're not gonna read they English. They mix but up then, with a guy whose name is Hollis Wood mm-hmm. and they think he's Hollywood. So I, I don't know. It's, it's stuff like that. It was like, are you are you making a period thing? Are you literally yeah. just making fun of Japanese people at this yeah. point? Are you saying when they dressed up as Christmas trees? Yes. That was bad? Yeah. Yes. So um do you know the the whole thing about le- not leaning in one direction or the other? Yeah. There were times on this where, like, I actually looked up while we were uh, watching it. I was trying to see, did Airplane come out before or after this? Which, it came out after. Uh, but there were a few things where I felt like, hey, this kind of feels like they're going for Airplane, but then they didn't go far enough. Right. And it was like, oh, you're going down that way, and then you just stop. And it's like, whoa, that... You had to keep going in order to get the humor out of that. <laughs> well, and I, I think that's the thing. That could, like, one of the the funny scenes in Air Airplane uh-huh. is the whole like I speak jive. Yes, right. It's like you could not get away with that right. now, certainly. But for the time that it was made of, like, mm-hmm. it was making fun of that. Of not the... not of people who speak jive, you know, right. whatever. Like, they're not making fun of that. They're making fun of people who make fun of that. If that right. makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know if I'm saying that no, correctly, I, but it's right. like that was very funny for me, right. right? I kept thinking since this since this was about the army, right? Yeah. People in the army. I kept thinking like this compared to the movie Hot Shots, mm-hmm. uh, which yeah, is, which, is, Shots a, which is more is a, like airplane. It's, it's a parody right. yeah. of Top Gun. Yes, but Hot and Hot Shots is ridiculous. It's like, stupid. Everything in that is so dumb. Yeah, yeah. But it but it works because they lean into it. Like this, we're dumb. Like when he <laughs> cooks the eggs on the lady's stomach. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, you got your father's eyes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Has that. his actual eyes. <laughs> yeah. and he throws them into the ocean. I mean, so it's just like, I was like, that worked. 
this one didn't work right because yeah it, it felt mm. yeah like you were saying it felt like it went far enough either direction right um and although i in in its defense this is like a farce right this is a silly thing everybody's in i never got anti-american from it because like everyone is an idiot right everyone is kind of a bumbling fool even yeah. the yeah even the japanese e- were, even the japanese right. were everyone was dumb everyone yeah. was made fun of yeah. yes. mocked and so i didn't think way. it was anti-american yeah. i'm like oh you're are you making fun of the army for being idiots i'm like but every character right there's no smart character in this movie like even the general he's like obsessed with watching dumbo and there's an air raid siren going <laughs> yeah. on and yeah and he's I mean, there's this odd thing right in the, right at that point where Dan Aykroyd, like there's this this huge uh, riot going on outside of the theater where Dumbo is playing. It's the zoot suit guys and the other civilians and the army and the, like the navy, the and, navy the army. and everybody is yeah. like, I mean, they're torching cars and they're <laughs> doing all kinds of crazy You'd stuff. Think they won a championship or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> then Dan Aykroyd comes in with his tank and shoots his machine gun off. And gets everyone quiet and gives this like huge inspirational speech, like, like Independence, Independence, Independence Day, Independence yes. Day yeah. right? He's given this whole speech and it's absolutely serious. Like mm-hmm. what he's saying, it like everyone's getting into it and it's like super inspirational. It absolutely did not fit in with anything in this movie because nothing else was serious like that. And was that funny? <laughs> I mean, well, was it supposed to be but then funny? They also kept weaving in those weird scenes where they had like the control center and they're like, go to go to color red or go right. to color blue. It was I you could have cut that into a very serious movie mm-hmm. and it wouldn't have felt out of place. Right. And that's yeah. I think that's my whole point. Is it yeah, was just yeah. like pick a lane, bro. Right. Uh what did you think of the general, by the way? Uh with Robert Stack as as the major. I only know him from the Unsolved Mysteries. Right, yeah. And so hearing his voice was like making me think of him hosting that TV show. But he, he was almost the straight man. He was also an airplane shortly after this movie. But It's yes. been a long time since I've seen Airplane. That's okay. He, that, those are, I mean, he's been in a few other things, but obviously Unsolved Is Mysteries. Is he the guy that's in the control center? Like he's helping? No, no, he's, he's the, the, no, the general watching Dumbo. Dumbo. No, 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 sorry, I'm talking in Airplane. Oh, uh, I don't recall. Pilot, I thought he's the one that he? says, don't, no, he's not the one that says, no. don't call me Shirley. Right. Uh, that's, okay. the guy it does the Leslie I'm getting excited. I think he's one of the air, airplane pilots. Okay. Yeah. I think. I, I don't know. Yeah. I... Yeah. yeah. What'd you think of him? I, I, I loved him. So he's almost like the straight man, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like he, yeah. He doesn't. He's the only one who realizes everyone else is an idiot. Is an idiot. Yeah. yeah. But he also has those same characteristics. Like he's just has to watch Dumbo. Yeah. And sing along, singing to it. along to the to the crows, yeah, singing about yeah. an elephant flying, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, they're like, it's an air raid and stuff. He's like, it'll be okay. Yeah, or there, there's riots outside. Sounds like a job for the police. Yeah, well, like, and oh. a bunch of that stuff makes sense. And he's also he's like, where are the bombs? It, it, right. you're telling me there's an air raid right now, and the, I don't, I haven't heard a single bomb. He's like, right. you can't have an air raid without a bomb. And right. he hangs yeah. up the phone. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. like, call me later. So Steven Spielberg originally met. Um, he had he had directed Joan Crawford in some stuff early, late in her career, early mm-hmm. in his, for television, and when Joan Crawford passed away, he went to her memorial service and he met John Wayne. John oh, Wayne okay. kind of they kind of met and and talked and they became friends and he would talk regularly and 
and Steven Spielberg would try and talk to him on a you know a monthly column once okay. one month and try and get some information about you know John Ford and his directing right. style yeah. and some of the you know historical stuff just because he's you know Steven Spielberg and he right. loves cinema. So when he got around to making this movie, he wanted to cast John Wayne oh. as the part of the general General Stillwell. Okay really bad and he called him and on one of those monthly calls and john wayne uh he sent him the script uh he, he and steven said he must have read it that day he yeah. called me th back the next day and he said do not make this movie <laughs> this he felt it was anti-american he was you know yes, very right. strong yeah. republican and he felt it was very anti-american uh would you know kind of put in like an a pie on the face of america mm -hmm. told him not to and he, and Stephen was just like, "What do I do?" He just said no. <laughs> so he just kind of—they didn't fight about it. They just kind of changed the subject and moved on and continued to talk. But he had hoped that he had gotten oh, John yeah. Wayne. And there's a reference to John Wayne in this in the movie, yeah. if you remember, blowing up John Wayne's house. <laughs> so then his check it, second choice is Charlton Heston. Well, Charlton Heston <laughs> also turns it down. Yeah. But they end up going with Robert Stack, and Robert Stack actually looks like the real John Stilwell in real life. Like oh, yeah. resembles him really well with the haircut. So I just, I don't know, he, he doesn't have a major, he doesn't have a film career as big as Charlton Heston right. or, or John Wayne, but I think, man, he really, I thought he was a, a general. A great, yeah, you know, he's I a thought, general. And he's, you know, in that moment when he's he's crying, when he's watching Dumbo, <laughs> right. and just kind of, I don't know, I thought it was really cool. Well, it's so, funny. D can somebody explain the Stillwell? You just said Stillwell is an actual so, character. So, I, what's so yeah. So I was I was trying to get to the the origin of the movie earlier. I, I kind of got sidetracked. But Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis they had come up with this idea uh, for this film, and uh, when they were writing the screenplay, they decided to they did tons and tons of research uh, about what happened after the bombing of Pearl Harbor. And they took all these different stories that happened in real life mm -hmm. and uh, kind of fit them into the movie. So the story behind, uh, you know, an artillery gun being put in someone's yard mm -hmm. actually took place in a house in Maine. So on the other side of the country. Yeah. And they kind of shoehorned it into Los Angeles. And then there was a scene, I think you had mentioned, yeah. Ben, where there the was Battle a... Battle of Los Angeles. Yeah, where they thought... Which yeah. Let, let me tell you, the Battle of Los Angeles is a thing that feels so Spielberg to me because it is a story about, uh, it, I think it happened in 1943. A, a real life story. A real life story in 1943. Fiction, yeah. Suddenly, people are getting reports of airplanes flying over, like of Japanese aircraft flying over, well, they think they're Japanese aircraft flying over Los Angeles. And people are seeing them. The whole military there in Los Angeles they all start shooting up in the sky. There are um, images. I'm going to show you guys a picture. Yeah. Hold it up against your microphone. <laughs> yeah. Here, can you guys see this through my microphone? Oh, yeah. Here, this is a photograph. Oh, it's in black and white, so it won't go through. Yeah. Guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is, is that this, from a fax machine? Th this was... That looks like War of the World. Huh? It yeah, does it look does. like yeah. War of the World. So this was uh, published in the newspaper. It's all of these... What the picture is is a whole bunch of spotlights all shining to one spot. There was this thing... That was floating over Los Angeles. Uh, you can see some little dots around there. That's mm. flak and stuff. That the they're shooting up at this thing, and it was there for like some lengthy amount of time, mm. um, like twenty five minutes, something like that. I don't remember the time. Uh, and then all of a sudden, it was gone, and people all around there swore that they saw this thing, and then it just disappeared. Anyway, the the story has become one of the thing that like UFO enthusiasts. Um, 
grasp on to as an evidence of i mean it is a literal ufo in that they don't know what it was mm-hmm. right and they were shooting at it, it anyway was unidentified unidentified and uh as we were watching this i didn't realize that this was based off of that but this whole thing actually happens through in the movie it, it, yeah it's inspired yeah, yeah the part right. of the story so we'll talk more about that on our cryptozoology and UFO so they, special episode. <laughs> they got so there's some planes that fly over la and they start shooting at them because they're unidentified yeah. basically they think they're japanese it turns out they're not neither of them are nope <laughs> there was an the actual movie. japanese a submarine that made it to the california coast or oh, the pacific wow. the you know the western coast yeah and in 1942 i think it was march mm. and uh one of the commanders the commander of the sub had 10 years before he was a businessman and he uh this as the story goes in the making of a movie um he had 10 years before walked down uh, part of this hill and fallen or tripped and he you know in japanese culture if you trip or you know lost he lost honor and he okay. was very like uh shamed from whatever that experience so as the story goes is he instead of sh- like shooting at la or some kind of uh landmark that would be well the scene he found that spot and shot a uh, a bomb or a torpedo at that spot <laughs> to save face. That's on the side of and a so they, they kind of worked that in a subway, a submarine off the coast of LA and, and moved into the story. It. Right. And then, Take so to that. circle back to what we were saying Staircase. is uh, general Stilwell actually watched Dumbo in 1941 at some point. So he they also general. Yeah. Yeah. So they also moved that in. I don't know if there was, you know, a riot outside or uh, any shootings <laughs> oh, while he was watching Dumbo. Oh, the riots but, were a real thing as well. And yes, and that was, I think, later than 1941, yeah. but it was, yeah, that was something that they, yeah, there was a big deal between the dancers and the army men because they were like, what are you doing spending money on these fancy clothes? Right. And we're army men, we're starting the, the army, uh, the, you know, we're at war and we are have to conserve. were becoming USO and clubs. There, that was a thing, yeah. yes. And they talked about that in the making of. So there were a lot of real life events that they worked into the mm-hmm. movie. Uh, some of them funny and some of them just not funny. Right. Yeah. <laughs> not very cohesively, did they? Yeah. Right. Uh, this cast is so massive. Mm-hmm. I, I can't say that we're going to cover everybody that's no, in it. No, no. There's no way to do that. But are, are there, is there anyone that really stood out to you that you really liked? Um, or that you recognized from something? There were a lot of cameos on top of the main characters. Yeah. I mean, you've got Lenny and Squiggy, and you've got mm-hmm. Penny Marshall showing up in this movie. Where was Penny Marshall? So she was uh, in the dance club, and remember, she was the ones that was she was the lady that was telling the, all the women at the very beginning before the night to uh, the, the, to dance with the men, yes, and right. that was Penny Marshall. Okay, who oh, was that's who's, right. I was trying to was a friend of Steven Spielberg. Yeah, so yeah. she was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I'll be in your movie for yeah, a day or so." Patty Lapone, yeah, and Patty Lapone was right next to her, yeah, standing up there at the top. So. And uh, is this, what's it, the Flaherty, Flaherty, the, yeah, the announcer guy, the singer announcer guy at the, um, he had the mouse on his at shoulder. The club. Yeah, he had the uh, yes. like, mouse. I can't remember. Such a weird detail. <laughs> but uh, I wish I knew his, his name off, but everyone, you'd know him from, he's in Happy Gilmore. He's the guy who, who gets in Happy's head and hits him with the Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah. And those like, you're not, you won't take this putt. You jackass! <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorites is Wendy Jeff Berber, who you would probably know mostly from Back to the Future, uh, or as the sister to Michael the J. Fox, sister. or yeah. oh, uh, from Bosom Buddies when yes. she played the TV show with uh, Tom Hanks. 
She was also in I Want to Hold Your Hand, which was done, uh, directed by Robert Zemeckis. So she has kind of a relationship there with Back to the Future, 1941, and this. And she's just a treat. Oh, I, I, hated that. I hated that character. <laughs> so I thought yeah. she was so funny for, like, everything she did was... I mean, it got annoying after yeah. a while yeah. near the end, but at the beginning, like when she hands the shotgun to the dad and yeah. stuff, that was hilarious. That stuff I thought was perfect. <laughs> like, I fell in love with her for about yeah. 10 minutes, and then she just, they kept grinding her just yeah. overusing everything. Her. Yeah. And she's dry humping people's legs, and yeah. like, it, 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 just, it was just like boring and not fun <laughs> at all. I was like, okay, we get the joke. She's horny. Like, I, yeah. let's figure something I out. Like, I just did not like her. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like even, I mean, it was, it was her handing the shotgun to that was funny. Her character's funny, not likable, but she's funny. But her, yeah. well, her, I just didn't understand her character. Yeah. Like why she didn't like the Zoot Suit guy. Well, I'm going to have to figure out what his name is. Uh, his Wally. name is Wally. Wally yeah. I, so her dislike of Wally, I did not understand. Um, like it, it was funny at the beginning, right? But uh, but like why she was so anti Wally and like so very pro, anti so pro stretch. stretch. She just like the guys in uniform. She, well, she was totally into the soldiers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was so that I, I realized it's comedy and there's got to be some sort of conflict. Right. But like right. I just did not. I just to me that hers did not work. I was yeah. like, um. I mean, yeah, there was so many just like odd characters who kind of came and went. I mean, like Wally's best friend at the beginning, the blonde guy that they were doing dishes with and stuff. He shows up a couple of times, you know, he's like, oh, you joined the military. Why did you do that? He's like, no, I got a costume. Uh, That scene in the the dishwashing was really fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The one, the so while he's practicing, his, he's got steps on the on the ground. Yep. He's practicing his dance moves while he washes dishes, yep. and they're tossing them back and forth to each other. And the other guy's not paying attention to what he's doing. He's cracking eggs. You got like the whole eggshell on yeah. the mm-hmm. on the flat um, um the, grill. the grill. Yeah, and uh, that that scene I thought was a lot of fun. And then the boss comes in, and it kind of went downhill for me. Yeah, um, with the boss coming and yelling at him but like but that whole thing with the tossing the plates back and forth yep. was, yeah it was really it was well clever. done yeah i have a quick uh film novice question uh-huh. we talk about set pieces what does for listeners who don't know what that means what is a set piece in a movie it could just be a scene uh or it's like a whole sequence mm-hmm. or yeah. a, a thing that happens it's hard to, or it could be a, it could be used as a you know a character that's used in a scene or yeah. to move things along or something like that. You yeah. could use it; it's very loosely. Because like the way you guys I use were it saying, anyway. like we, we there were awesome, the yeah, there were awesome Components, set pieces. Yeah, yeah, in the you know, like in chess. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what were? Oh, you. I was just going to move on to Slim Pickens. Oh, I wanted yeah, to right. ask about Slim Pickens <laughs> and that whole storyline because. There's some moments there that I really enjoy. I like Slim Pickens in this. Yeah, what did you think of him? So I thought it was funny. So he starts off, we meet him. His name is Hollis Wood. And so they think that the Japanese soldiers are now on land and they're disguised as Christmas trees uh, trying to come onto land. And he's got a Christmas tree farm. And so he pulls over because he sees these Christmas trees. He's drunk. And he takes out his axe and tries to cut down these trees, and they do things like jump over them and uh, fall, fall all over and, and stuff. And yeah. it's a little bit funny, but then they f- realize he's Hollis Woods, 
and they think he's Hollywood. So they kidnap him, take him to the submarine, and uh, they're looking at all was, this stuff, and he has a did, Cracker Jack. Did you kind of look, well, <laughs> the tree thing, did you kind of, I felt like oh, yeah. that was kind of taken out of Peter Pan. Did you uh, get that so vibe? I thought there were a few things taken out of Peter Pan in this, which oh, is yeah. Spielberg. I mean, Spielberg is, he's a this Peter is, Pan this fan. This is pre-hook, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. a fan, but like the little kids also yes. dressed like the Lost Boys. They definitely right? Lost which, Boys feel. Which would have been very 1940s, right. Cowboys and Indians. Yep. I mean, they, yeah. And the little rascals were and there. Little rascals. And a lot of there, just yeah. like the gags, like yeah. the pit that yep. they dug and right. other kind so of things like stuff. that. But they get into the the submarine there's a cracker jack box they open up or the submarine's compass isn't working all of its navigation systems yeah none of the navigation yeah. stuff is working and they open up the prize in the cracker jack box and it's a little tiny compass and they're all so excited because now they have a working compass to try to figure out where hollywood is and he quickly takes it and eats it and so then they need to get it out <laughs> force of him. Feed him prune yeah. juice. so they force feed him prune juice and then make him go into the bathroom and he just starts hamming it up, just like screaming and grunting so loud. And he takes his boots and throws them into the <laughs> into toilet. the toilet. He's groaning so and like, pained, yeah. like he's trying to pass something. I thought, I mean, that's just pure bathroom humor, but I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> it was so funny. Well, especially and because I, he tells them, he's like, I've been constipated for a week. That's You're right. Like, and, yeah. and they don't understand because they none of them speak English. And, right. You know, and, no. But I just love the part where they, they bought, well, were you going to talk about the waterboarding? Oh, <laughs> because that, lead, that that is just so well executed, and the timing is just right. Like they they the the, the commander is very calm. He says, "Go, you know." He says, "Go get the prune juice." Because they're gonna, yeah. they're about to cut them open. They're like, "No, no, no, get yeah, that we're knife do away this from with me. honor." Right. Yeah, so he he goes gets the prune juice, and they put the prune juice bottle right on the on the table with the cap off, and he leans over and he he goes to sniff it. And he, and he says, prune juice. And then he's like, oh, no, you don't. And they pull him down. And then they start just pouring the prune juice. And yeah. he's off screen. You but they, sputtering. Yeah, they're yeah. just kind of, you know, they have his mouth open. And they're just making him drink it. And uh, it's just hilarious. Yeah. But he, he escapes. And that's the last we see of him. Yeah. But uh, I thought he was great. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> A lot of these storylines don't take very long. No. Nope. But. And you kind of don't end up caring about any of the characters because mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they come short. I mean, some of the characters are likable, but not really that many. Like, no. just maybe mm-hmm. him, Slim Pickens. Right. Was there anyone else you really cared about or liked? No. Uh, well, Wally is kind of sympathetic. You kind of like him. <laughs> True. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, and you kind of like the girl. Yeah. Yes, what, right. what's, what's his girl friend? Wally and uh, Betty Douglas. Betty. Betty. Yeah. Those two are, are fairly sympathetic. His blonde friend, he's in at the beginning there, Couldn't and then you get care. fired from the job, yeah. and then he shows, sees him again at the club. You don't care about him. Right. Uh, you don't like uh, Stretch. Mm-mm. Yeah, Stretch is... Um, you don't like John Candy's character, because he's like the racist character. Yeah, right. Right. Um, I didn't like Tim Matheson's character either, Captain Loomis, who was right. trying to hook up with the girl yeah, who I, only I, in the plane. Right. Yeah. I did not like only, could only uh, I did not like that storyline excited it, on an airplane it, right? yeah and she knew him she didn't like him 
And then, but it's like you said, airplanes. Like she'd been hypnotized at some right. point. It's like you're going to get turned on when you hear airplane. Yeah, and right, and yeah. never got woken up from that or something. Right, she had her... some kind of airplane. It is the worst MacGuffin we have ever it had really. in any movie. I mean, her, I mean, her whole countenance just flips. When I want to know what it says in the script where it says, "Okay, so let me get this." So hold on. I get turned on by planes. <laughs> Hold on, did okay. you see the yeah. the in the very first like well almost the very first time we see her right? He's talking to his friend and he's like, "Oh, I know her. I knew her back from the academy or whatever from school," and she's got a a real thing for planes. And she's standing there, so she's like an aide to the general, and she's standing there with like a clipboard, and she's looking at this plane, and she like drops her clipboard and yeah. stuff, and yeah. it's like, oh. Gosh, come on. <laughs> that, yeah. that whole thing was off-putting. Yeah, it was um, odd. As yeah. um, I was in the Civil Air Patrol when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. and I've flown planes. I've piloted planes. Dude. And so the thing that, uh, that that I didn't like, I realized you got to suspend disbelief and everything. <laughs> but when they go in that plane, uh, and things are, you know, one thing is right. leading to another, and they're... <laughs> No one is piloting the plane because right. they're busy. and But the plane continues to fly straight. Right. It's flying through downtown Los Angeles yes. with no problems with no one actually piloting the plane. And that was driving me crazy. Yeah. Come on, that's that's what planes do, right? Well, they're I guess just... her, wasn't her bra like stuck to the yeah, it was yeah. holding the stick. Jimmy back. rigging, yeah. but, but it was just like yeah, the sticks. Yeah, I was like come on, this is I mean, you would be you would you'd, you will have crashed. Yes, right. And when it was flying inverted for so well, long, well, I'll tell you was... the one thing that I thought was because <laughs> it was inverted <laughs> is his whole his whole thing is to get her into an airplane, right? But he flunked out of flight school, and he has flown before, so he knows how to fly, but he's never flown the plane that he's flying he's probably not a good pilot and so his whole thing is (laughs) anyway he gets on the airplane and he's taken off and he's so terrified because he's flying this plane and he's like uh... i thought i i I honestly i I thought that part was kind of funny because he's like his whole motivation is like i need to get a plane huge elaborate get her in it i need to get in the air so that i can get her clothes off of her right and then next phase but he gets up there and he realizes I don't have a radio. They're gonna think I'm a Japanese bomber right. and they're gonna shoot me down. Yep. And so she's like, like she's disrobing. She she's trying to address care. him, and she's like, you know, making comments like, "Hey, we're here. Like, let's see some action." And he's like, "Do you have any idea what's happening right now? We are going to get shot down." And so it's so funny that it's like he's been yeah. working so hard. He finally makes it happen, and then like reality smacks him in the face, like. That I thought was actually funny. Oh man! So I I want to let's take a second and just think about this. Okay, you were talking about what what was she? What was her reaction when she sees on the script that she yeah. you know is yeah. turned on by airplanes? But I'm just thinking of the the grand scheme of things. Like, what was that whole purpose in the story? The whole purpose of that, basically, the story must have gone like this. They're like, okay. We need to end up with the Battle of Los Angeles where everybody is shooting because airplanes are over here. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's make it an American airplane, but they can't communicate. How do we make that happen? Well, how about it's a guy who's tr- <laughs> who's with a girl. They're going on a joyride because she gets, you know, all excited every time she's, she's on an airplane. So then they just keep going back further and further to, like, make it this super <laughs> elaborate thing to get to that point. Yes. It's like... You know, there's probably a lot 
more more direct ways to get to where you're trying to get to <laughs> things that might actually be funny and yeah oh man well hey. i mean we've talked about some movies that jump from a to z right i feel like this movie started at z like yeah. the story started at z and they took every single letter and worked their way back to a <laughs> But in multiple languages. So right. they're like, there's umlauts in there. There's the Enya. There's the double L from Spanish. There's like, whatever that A and E letter it is. And Cyrillic. Like, I don't even know what it is. Like, like there's so much noise in here. That's like, bro, oh, all you need to say is like, somebody accidentally got their radio lost. And they're just trying to land. Like, right. You don't need to come up with some horny somebody's age right general's aid and some guy trying Until, to hook up with her uh, yeah like a 20 minute storyline so in itself just to get to that point right, right? yes it's so yeah the only ridiculous. thing that didn't drive me nuts about that whole thing is the fact that they did point out they didn't have a radio right uh so and he, that he was worried and he was I worried mean, that, that was there like was no, right. there was good. no radio but um I but gotta, but I, wait hold on hold on this goes back to the whole a to z thing like then they're like okay well now oh don't worry i'll call them on the telephone then a whole series of events has to happen to make to knock out the telephone lines at this one particular place. Oh yeah, right. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I just this is off topic. I need you to cut in real quick. So I've mentioned on the show before that Ben's cat doesn't like me. Yeah. <laughs> so Ben's cat is outside. Yep. Yeah. And Danny can back me up on this. Yeah. She straight up like did like the the <gasps> neck thing to me. No. <laughs> she was walking along this banister. She did not. Right there. Yeah. She, yeah I see her. She stared she at She stared me down me. and then she went. And she did she did this. She went like I'm not kidding. I'm not yeah. kidding. It was, it was like it was like you the cut, like your Drax throat. the destroyer. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like I'm gonna cut your throat. So um we this, don't hear this, from Nate. this might be the last episode that I record. <laughs> If something happens to you, we know who yeah. did it. And at least, at least I, at least, at, at least I died having seen 1941. <laughs> so if you hear "Death by Bean," and that's the cat's name, yeah, yeah. that's good. I I feel like Bean's such a good judge of character. Oh, <laughs> she must be. Animals can sense evil. Right. <laughs> How come the cat did not murder this movie then? <laughs> All right. Well, we want to get back on track because we are. So, yeah. Uh, Bracken, you brought this up, and I think it's only fair. What did we like about this movie? Sure. <laughs> what? Well, we know what you like. You liked a lot of it, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I thought the cinematography was great. Mm-hmm. I love that camera work. Um, the music by John Williams. The music by John Williams. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking before we came tonight, I'm like, I really need to just do a shout out to John Williams. I, he's like 92 and I think he's, he's still working on the next Indiana Jones movie. That's going to come out next year. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, you know, poor guy, I know he's probably wanted to retire, but you know, it's nice of him to finish these franchises. Yeah. Um, you know, he's not going to be here forever, but Man, but his music I, will. He is brilliant. He, yeah. we, we love John Williams, mm-hmm. right? Can yeah. he do anything wrong? I mean, has he I, done a bad soundtrack? I don't know that I've I don't ever think heard so. He, bad. what a great guy! I, I, uh, man, I, and the the soundtrack in this movie, it's got this march, uh, which I loved as a kid. Mm-hmm. It was just something I remember. Uh, it, it's it's the nineteen forty one march is great. He re, did a re. Uh, he made Sing Sing Sing, which is a classic song. 
his own in this. He mm-hmm. kind of like made it an own version. He called it Swing, Swing, Swing. Mm-hmm. And just the whole soundtrack, when the dance numbers, everything was original that he, he used. Yes. And uh, what a great... Such a variety of music, too, in it. it was yeah. Great. I, you know, I loved... The, the opening scene is mm-hmm. like an homage, or a, I don't even know an homage. It's a joke. It's a wink. It's, it's a, a wink, wink at Jaws. Yep. Yeah. And the music sounds like Jaws, but at the same time doesn't. Like, it sounds like it's supposed to sound like Jaws, it's you know? Perfect. And the whole thing mm-hmm. sounds like it's supposed to sound like mm-hmm. Jaws, and it's awesome. Yeah. Like, it's without very, it's being very exactly subtle. Yeah. Jaws, yeah. it was... Great. It's, it was. It was. It felt like you know how he did the first three soundtracks to the Harry Potter movies, yeah. and then there were other people. Yeah. And Hedwig's theme kind of went through it uh-huh. the whole time, but then there was you're like they're just trying to sound like John Williams, but right. it's not John yeah. Williams. That's how that hmm. that Jaws, right, uh, thing felt to me. Yeah, it was like somebody trying to be John Williams, but John Williams is the best at being like John Williams. It was John Williams <laughs> trying really hard to be like John Williams. <laughs> it makes it fun it's, just listening to the soundtrack, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. I I sometimes listen to the Pandora, the John Williams Pandora station. If you guys want to sponsor us, Pandora. Oh, nice. yeah. um, <laughs> and uh, the and the nineteen forty one theme will come on, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, almost every time I'm like, oh, is this like maybe from Save It Prime Ryan? Because oh, it right. sounds like it a military like fanfare, like, yeah. and then yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, nineteen forty one. I'm like, I haven't seen that. Now I can be like, oh yeah, nineteen forty one. I saw that. At least the song's good. <laughs> I saw that before right. the cat killed me. And <laughs> <laughs> so play the nineteen forty one theme at my funeral. <laughs> What are some other things right. you all liked? I so t- t- credit to this movie. There were plenty of things that I enjoyed in small doses. Mm-hmm. When Spielberg had his punchline, you know, punctuation kind of humor, right. it totally landed, and yep. I loved it. There were a couple things here and there, like you know, Danny's set pieces. There were some very amazing visual effects and mm-hmm. things like that that ultimately were ruined by stupid jokes or something yeah. like that, where it's like, I didn't need that. Just let it be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the miniatures work was incredible. Mm-hmm. Some of like the full size, like the, the house being destroyed. Oh, yeah. They the rolled the like, house off. Like the seriously, my jaw was like in my lap. I was like, I thought it was crap, a miniature. That was incredible. Yeah. But until we saw so the there's wider just, shots, there's lots of things like that. Yeah. Honestly, like I've been joking that it's 12 stories overlaid. It really is. Like, yeah, if you no, pulled yeah. out 12 different storylines, you could make 12 movies that were probably okay. Yeah. And I think that's, that's m- right. my Follow biggest one complaint, honestly, story. is that it's just like, it's too mashed on mm-hmm. to each other. I'll use an example. If you are making eggs, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can add a little bit of salt, Stretch a little bit like of pepper. <laughs> you're great. If you're feeling a little spicy, a little Tabasco. If you start adding everything that you have in your spice cabinet, like, time looks good. I know coriander tastes good and stuff. I don't know. Here's some sesame oil. Like, it just turns into garbage. And any one of those things could be fine on its own. Yep. Yeah. But it's just too much. And it just ruins it for me. Well, Brant, that's exactly what it is. So that opening scene that you really liked where they're cooking and you see they Mm -hmm. open with that shot of the sink, the kitchen sink. This is what Steven Spielberg did. I mean, he made Jaws. It was a massive hit. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. It was a massive hit. And then he gets carte blanche, basically, for his third time, you know, outing. And he throws everything in the kitchen sink at this comedy. And he's having lots of fun, but there's way, way too much stuff in this. Mm -hmm. Do you know, he, he actually said, 
I'm not going to make like they kept adding more stuff. And he's like, no, we're not going to. I think it said in the movie uh, behind the scenes, he said 13 million. He was going to stop at. Mm -hmm. But when I looked on the budget, it said 35 million. But he said, we're not going to do such and such more than 13 million for this movie. Mm -hmm. And that was something that he was kind of limiting himself on. Well, in the making of they had an idea that they were going to have a torpedo come out of that submarine into Los Angeles and it was going to come up on land and then it was going to have a car chase behind it and there was going to be some high, you know, hijinks ensuing <laughs> and they were going to, they were, they were trying to figure out how, so 80 flowers did the special effects in this movie, which was a lot of the visual effects, the, the, um, the miniatures of the planes and right. he got an Academy award for at least a nomination. I think he got an Oscar for, uh, the spe- the visual effects where the planes actually turned twisting around well the inside but the actual oh, miniatures where it, they yeah. were on wires they got a special technical award for that hmm. uh, and this was the last movie that he worked on but he had worked on so so he was very well respected special effects well he was saying that they were they did all this research on this torpedo and putting on a track and they said there's no way we could actually get a car to follow this with a track and then have this explode on land and just yeah. didn't work. It was way too much in the budget. They had so much other stuff planned. They had a miniature of L.A., which was based on what they actually did in real life. Uh, a miniature of the city. They had had a building in Burbank, I think, to, to make it look like from up above. If a, if a Japanese plane had come over L.A., they'd see that the top of this building looked like the street and not a building so that uh, they wouldn't bomb it. And things like that that they were going to put into the movie. Yeah. There was so much stuff that they had planned in, that they had to say no to. Uh, it's just incredible because there's already so much stuff in this movie. They yeah. threw everything oh, in the kitchen man. sink mm-hmm. into this movie already. It's too much, yeah. right? You just need a little salt and pepper. You don't need... Right. It, well, and it, I said this early on in the movie. It's almost like he, everybody that was writing the script was like, what if... Dot, dot, dot. And nobody ever said no. It was... Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It, it's just the most it's... absurd things. It's just like it got way too far. Yeah. So, uh, oh, mm. oh, you go ahead. I was gonna say one thing I did like. I liked the the dance hall. Mm-hmm. Like, everything everything that, that happened cool. in the dance hall was great. Um, and just I guess as a quick background that leads into the dance hall, we mentioned a little bit before. So you've got um, Wally. Wally. Wally mm-hmm. is working at the restaurant. He's saving money because he wants to buy a zoot suit because he wants to dance with uh, Betty. with Betty. That's like his whole motivation at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. So then it cuts and he's to, practicing dancing and he's practicing everywhere. dancing everywhere yeah. he even throws yeah. like the little dance steps down yeah. on the ground which is like out of a cartoon right, right. From, yeah. like a bugs yeah. bunny like, cartoon like or something a yeah Roger rabbit or whatever yeah. yeah and um and so then it cuts to the dance hall and that's when the lady's like look this is now a uso club only soldiers are coming in you got to dance with them and and she's sad about that because right. she she likes wally and so wally is working to get the zoot suit so he goes he can't get in because he's wearing a zoot suit and then he ultimately he doesn't he doesn't like take the uniform off the drunk guy right he takes the uniform off the guy that was kicking the drunk guy out yeah, of the, it was the, like the MP. MP the MP yeah. yeah so he's now dressed as a sailor right and he goes in and that's where things like start to get good I mean the, there's the dancing with the soldiers in there and stuff and mm-hmm. that was fun but when he comes back in you know because you see um, uh, Stretch leaving the dance club with with the girl right with Betty. And then it's, then she's then she's immediately comes back inside because he's grabbed her hand and they start right. dancing and that whole sequence I mean the dancing it's a, was it's fun. a whole dance number mm-hmm. the yeah. dancing sequences were fun the, that whole thing where 
uh, Stretch is chasing him, mm-hmm. and it's dancing and the fighting. Yeah. And then be- because he's dressed like a sailor, and um, Stretch is in the army, and they, he finally catches him and starts beating Wally up. Then the Marines jump in and start fighting the army guys because <laughs> right. it's just like this. They think that's what's they, happening. Yeah, they yeah. think it's like this army navy brawl. Um, but so that whole thing I thought was really well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, that the, whole thing felt like uh, the beginning of uh, Temple, Temple of Doom. Of Doom. Yep. Yeah. yeah, Nate. Like Club uh, whenever I think of this movie, I think of that scene. That yeah. is the strongest scene in the movie. Yep. Steven Spielberg at one point thought maybe I should make this into a musical, uh. and you know, like midway through production while they're shooting it. And, um, you know, he thinks maybe it would have done better. This movie was really well received in Europe. It actually did pretty well in Europe, but it just right, did. Right, because it stomps all over America. Maybe, or <laughs> I, I don't know. But, USA. but uh, it still made money. But, yeah, that scene, the dance hall, oh, I mean, love it. Was it. all the chaos, but it was very organized chaos. It was well coordinated. It was, mm-hmm. it was very. And it's got that great music over it, too, right? Yeah, it's yeah. got those ladies singing. It's got the big mm-hmm. band music. It, uh, th- that was a lot of fun that whole sequence and um i don't know if we pointed this out but like stretch as a character yeah he is you hate him from the beginning yeah mm-hmm. like when you first run into him when the army when he's, yeah, with the he's in the restaurant and, and wally is just he's like the bus boy or yeah, the server and stretch trips him and and as a result gets a little bit a little tiny speck of egg on his on his uniform, uniform. And he hates eggs and so he's gonna beat up wally, wally and then yeah. the other soldiers stop him yeah and so he's just a jerk. And then he's at the house when they bring the gun, the anti-aircraft gun, to their, her house, to Betty's house. Yeah. And they tell him to go into the garage and get some bricks. And he's mad for some reason. And he yeah. like, destroys the Throws garage. Throws a brick across mm-hmm. the garage. He destroys yeah. the garage. And, it, and he's just... And then he is just interested in her. And he is very aggressive. Yeah. And so... And so I was like, this... There's no, there was no comedy in him. <laughs> nope. For me. Nope. I, I hated him mm-hmm. as well. You, you, there was just so much action, explosions, set pieces like this. Do you realize that Steven Spielberg shot over one million feet of film? Oh wow! And over two hundred forty-seven days Whoa. of shooting days. It felt Holy like cow! Days. Right? Mm-hmm. That's like eight months. That's crazy. Yeah, you know, I felt like we had a baby at the you, time. That, and no, I'm sure they like cut. The whole a, pandemic is over. I'm sure yeah. they cut a lot of stuff out of this, you know, movie they that they have. shot. Well, I don't know. It felt like. It, it felt like that. Much film. Yeah. Cat's not cat. It's it's Bean's child. Uh, You know, have you ever heard that story of Michael J. Fox uh, when he was shooting Back to the Future? I, you know, I mentioned because Bob Gale and Robert Smekas, he was also uh, shooting uh, Family Ties. Family Ties by day, and then by night he was uh, shooting, uh, you know, Back to the Future and making cinematic history. Well, um, at the time, uh, the actress who was playing Betty Douglas uh, was on. A Diane Kay, she was actually shooting Eight is Enough, which is a big oh, uh, TV okay. show at the time. She was actually doing the same thing before Michael J. Fox did it. Oh, cool. Another Robert Zemeckis, Bob Gale thing, where she was shooting Eight is Enough by day, and by night she was shooting 1941. That's awesome. So uh, she was just kind of crazy. She was like deliriously tired, and and people would say, "What? What? You know, where are you?" And who? Are, what? Which, she wasn't sure who she was and who she was playing. <laughs> which which character? Is this? She's uh, Betty Douglas, the, the blonde, oh, uh, Wally's uh, girlfriend. Yeah. So she was doing that kind of a thing. Last thing I wanted to ask is, uh, how do you feel about this being a comedy? And most of it's sh- it's on it's shot at night. Yeah. 
yeah. in the dark. This is kind of a dark movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can do a comedy at night. There's lots of, but does it help? I don't know. I, don't, I wonder. I, it's I, just something, maybe there's no science to that, but. I think there's a lot of uh, inconsistencies with comedy in this. I mean, basically, it's a comedy that happens during a panic, you know, uh, during uh, like a serious threat of war. And I mean, it's just like sometimes you might be able to like use that to your advantage and get some comedy, but it's not generally the, the right setting. I, I never got that joke at, at the beginning where they're in the department store and they start the siren. Do you yeah. know what they, why they were doing that? To do, so he, yeah. So, so he can steal, steal the zoot. Right. Okay. Right? I He's... never really got that, I guess, yeah. uh, until we watched today. But Yeah. And his friend is just all panicking about it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, so Which I, I wasn't like funny. You could do a black comedy yeah. in a situation like this, but. But this didn't feel like a black. No, yeah, this this started out Dave as a black Chappelle comedy, but it though. didn't end up a black <laughs> comedy. What's that? That was also not funny. <laughs> um, so it should be said that this movie was nominated for three Academy Awards: um, Best Cinematography, Best Sound, and Best Visual Effects. It didn't win any of them, but this may be the first film that we have watched for the show that actually has been nominated itself for, for Academy it. Awards. I, I, here's the thing, though. For those three categories, yeah. I Excellent. think that's legitimate. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. The, the audio was great. Mm-hmm. It Again, this is not better than the sum of its parts. Right. It is far worse than yes. the sum of its parts. Mm-hmm. I, but I honestly didn't think we'd ever do a Spielberg movie. Yeah, so... And, so did you think it was going to be ex- this bad? You know, you're like... You I was love, afraid. Never I, seen I, it, I, was, I was talking to some friends at work. I was like, "I'm afraid it's going to be like my science project was. Yeah, that it's going to not be good, mm-hmm. but, but not, not really bad, bad enough, enough. Yeah. right? So I was unpleasantly surprised at how yeah. how much it I didn't like it. Kind of breaks my heart. Yeah, <laughs> that. I mean, like I feel like it was early enough that it's forgivable, right? And everybody can make yeah. bad it choices, just shows right? A man but, and not a god, right? Yeah. <laughs> It shows us hum- his humanity. Yes. I, I enjoyed the Spielberg stuff in this. Like, you see Spielberg's personality, like the things that he likes. He obviously loves World War Two. I mean, he's set several movies in that. Um, I mean, there's just like... And then his own nods to, like, Jaws... Um, and stuff, I know he produced Goonies, but there were times where it felt a little well, there bit was like the rock. Goonies. There was yeah. the rock that of the organ. Yes. Right. Yep. I mean, it's stuff that you're like, you could watch this and you'd be like, you know, this kind of, like, individual pieces, you look at it and you're like, mm-hmm. you know, this kind of feels like a Spielberg movie. Um, at least it looks like a Spielberg movie, I should say, more than it feels like it. Hmm. I feel like there are the building blocks. I think I said this earlier. Yeah. But of one or two good movies right to where they're either serious Mm -hmm. and i'm like okay i can get behind that and you have you know like the flying scenes and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and the visual effects and then there were some stuff that was very spielbergian you know i mean yeah they could do make it a serious movie with all of the same kind of pieces yeah right of the the same little stories that you want to weave together make it a serious thing 
it, the thread will make more sense because you don't have to do stupid things. Right. You know, and yeah, I agree. I mean, it's a little bit like uh, Saving Private Ryan. Because I know it does follow them, but right. I'm trying to remember. But I feel like there are, you do follow a couple different threads, mm-hmm. but it's the same thread all moving the same right. direction. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, it's just a ball of yarn that's like, you just keep kicking it down the road, right? right? Well, I mean, he was experimenting still. Yeah. You know, he I'm wanted to try something new. Yeah, he got out of his system. And thankfully to all of, <laughs> for all of us, for all of our benefit, he got out of his system and just started doing better stuff after that. I will say, I personally, I love Ready Player One. Yep. I read the book. I mm-hmm. loved it. And I get all the criticisms that right. it was just nerd porn, basically, right? right? Yeah. But, like, I loved that. It uh-huh. resonated with me. But I also think he got a lot of flack because I think there was so much noise, so much mm-hmm. going on. So I think well, that's maybe the, he didn't from completely book, right? get it out yeah, of the yeah, system, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. So, is yeah. this movie exceptionally bad, or exceptional, or is it bad? <laughs> what do you think? So, I know yes. I talked a lot of crap, but I just love the crap out of it. Oh, stop! <laughs> you did not. So, this, this buried the needle so far beyond exceptionally bad. It came all the way back to terrible again. Oh. I hated this movie so much. It was I, so long and so boring. And seriously, I kept looking at my clock and I'm like, how is there still 40 minutes left in this yeah. movie? It's already been two hours and I'm bored to tears. And obviously I have to stick through it because mm-hmm. I got to like talk about it for an right. hour. But I'm like, yeah. what, did it seem as long as watching some of those other movies like three times? I oh. so that I you, watched Star you, Crash three times. I know, I know that was a stupid I know. movie. I would sit down right now and watch that three times in a row before I ever watch this. <laughs> would movie you again. really? Absolutely. Whoa. Yeah, okay. I need to probably still be shorter. <laughs> okay, that's, that's fair. That's I'm, I asked the question. <laughs> At least, I mean, there was, so, there was only half a story. I just ask because you usually watch everything like three times. I'm just, I don't know how you do it. I will never watch this again. Yeah. Ever. What, I don't what if you your lovely do. wife asked you to, she's like, you know, I heard the podcast. Listen, if it came That's to it. her and this movie. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. Oh, Listen, we heard babe, it here first. I love you, but this is where I draw the line. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Wow. All right. Some real talk here. <laughs> so, Nate, how, how about how about you? Oh, go ahead, Ben. If you no, have. I was just gonna say that sounds like a uh, a challenge to some of our listeners. <laughs> I dare you to watch this and see. Okay. If you like no. It. Real talk here. Okay. Say 1941 in the mirror three okay. times. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm throwing down a gauntlet. Okay. We 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 have a we have a very deep bench of movies we're going to watch. If you think if you watch this and you if you seriously think there's a movie worse than this, yeah, that will just inflame my dark soul. Oh. I need to know what that is. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it's a listener challenge. Uh, did you want to go, Ben? No, no, you go ahead. Uh, so this movie I felt was way too long. Uh, I think we could all agree it was way too long. Yeah. And we, and in fairness, we did watch the director's cut, mm-hmm. which was probably which longer. Which was at least half an hour longer. Uh, the, the theatrical is supposed to be around an hour and 49. Mm-hmm. And this was like two hours, 35 minutes, I believe. Almost, yeah. 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 It was so, so it, plus it was, or minus a decade. <laughs> it was, 
<laughs> so it was it was too long. Um, I think they had a lot of talent that was wasted. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I, I like Dan Aykroyd. I like John Candy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, um, Just not in this. I like John Belushi. I, I really feel like his character... You could have cut his character out completely. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't have missed him. Um, which is sad because John Belushi was, you know, kind of a big star. Yeah. Um, and he's on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> um, his character did nothing for the story. Yeah. Because I, they had that other airplane. So that they that cover, honestly, the, that DVD cover looks like the cover for Pearl Harbor. <laughs> it does. It makes it look like a much more interesting movie. Right. For than, sure. Than it actually is. Um, so I think ultimately I'm with Brant where I would say, where I'm going to say it's just bad. It's not exceptionally bad. I, I don't plan on watching this again. I'm not sure I'd stake my marriage on it. Like, <laughs> like Brant, but, uh, um, so, uh, I realize this isn't the necessarily time for this, but I did look it up cause we talked about is the video game 1941 based on this. It is not it, the video game. 1941 is a sequel to the video game. 1942. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which is, which is like one of those scrolling shooter games, almost like uh, Space Invaders. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't love the characters. Like I, I did not love the whole storyline of the guy just trying to get in the girl's pants, mm-hmm. like getting her in a plane. I did not like stretch. He was basically yeah. like sexually assaulting, uh, that girl. And, and then the other girl, the sister from back to the future, um, she was just totally pursuing stretch and at on the dance floor scene, that's all scene. It it reminded me of. Have you seen the Disney cartoon of the Legend of Sleepy Hollow? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ichabod, I was going to say it's, Ichabod. It's, so, yeah. so Ichabod's dancing with that kind of short, plumper girl, right? Yeah. And he foists yeah. her off onto Brom Bones, <laughs> and he can't shake her, right? And that's that's what that remind that's what the, her whole thing with the oh stretch gosh. reminded me of. Yeah. It was uh, was that how this girl's very interested in him, and he that, he can't shake her off, and uh, that very well could be. That just reminded me of. The time when Stretch grabs Betty to dance with her, and he like grabs her and just like shakes her all oh, around, like oh, yeah. she's just like a dummy, yeah. like a, a stuffed person, you know. Yeah, and she's and just like flopping everywhere, and it's like, whoa, what the heck is he doing? He drags her under, drags her under a truck. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's almost like yeah, a scene right. from like Gremlins or yeah, something. It is. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's crazy. And, and, so that's the type of comedy that just didn't work for me. Yeah. Because it's it wasn't like an airplane where you'd kind of expect that. It came out of nowhere, and it was like, that's not very funny. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway, sorry I'm rambling now, but the, I'm, a, I'm a no. That's a no for me, dog. <laughs> so, so a, ba- a bad. Bad. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I want to imagine that there is a way, a way <laughs> that if you watched, if you cut the movie in half... <laughs> Yeah, I did a and of PCP. That it would no, you just cut it you in know. half, and it's a bad movie. And you say, okay, this movie, it's like an hour and, and ten minutes long. <laughs> okay, Whatever. okay. To be fair, next week we'll watch the theatrical no. version. <laughs> <laughs> Brant will not be here. Brant, Brant, you got to do it, man. Come so on. I, I really feel like if it were half the length, then it might be worth watching just to see Spielberg fail. So, so dramatically and, i mean and or pick one or two two three storylines yeah. to follow 
I mean, yeah, this whole thing about the separate storylines, I feel like you could just pick those out and like almost make a trailer and yeah. where you just or little short vignettes. Here's a story about or is this movie Wally the, and he wants to meet this girl and they want to go dancing and whatever. Was this and you movie the, the, story. the but the inspiration for like Love Actually and Valentine's Day, <laughs> and the big ensemble. Mm, interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But as this movie is, as we watched it. It breaks my heart so much that I hate this movie. But I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I this is this has to be a bad for me because um, I don't think there is there's not enough redeeming stuff in this to say, hey, watch this whole thing for these one or two little gems. You know, it doesn't it really doesn't feel like there's enough there for me so i have to be a bad on this and it hurts me to say that to mr spielberg <laughs> i remember watching some kind of making of um movie doc on the phantom menace and how they were in the george lucas is in the screening room mm -hmm. and they're watching like the last conclusion of um the resolutions of the four conflicts that are, that go on. Right. And they start to realize, you know, maybe we should have just only had three storylines right. and yep. not four storylines like we did <laughs> in the other Star Wars movies right. where we were at two or three conflicts. Right. You know, someone's doing a lightsaber battle while they're doing the main uh, battle on the ground. And then mm -hmm. there's also a battle up in space. Yep. Maybe we should have only had three conflicts, not four. Yep. And, and uh, how it just is too... Busy basic and, storytelling. Yeah. Uh, this has got not, you know, if this had four storylines, maybe it could have worked better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But well, it's, there I, we are were, no resolutions. We were trying mm -hmm. to count how many different <laughs> plot yeah, points. Yeah. We stopped at six or yeah. seven, but it was probably more, probably eight, more. Or eight or nine different storylines yeah. going on here. There's definitely no payoff with the Japanese summary. Uh, no. I, that, it was so disappointing. It's like, is something going to happen? Are they going to sink it? What's going to happen? I don't know. I appreciate all your opinions, and I am impressed at how strong they are. I was curious what how your reactions would be <laughs> to this movie. Uh, I, I knew that this would give us lots to talk about, oh, and it would certainly be interesting. Uh, I, I'm sorry that it was such a negative experience for all you guys. So I, please don't hold it against me. Yeah. Uh, I really didn't mean to cause you pain. Uh, and I'm sure that Mr. Spielberg didn't either. Yes. Or Mr. Zemeckis or anybody else that did this movie. But is it exceptionally uh, an exceptional movie? Uh, I do like it, but it's definitely flawed. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm kind of conflicted because it's not. I mean, I I'll be I'll definitely watch it again mm -hmm. at some point, and I own the I own the movie, but yep. um, uh, you know, I don't consider it all so bad either. I, I enjoy it, so I don't know what I could really rate it, <laughs> but you, you kind of get where I stand, yeah. and uh, yeah. So I, I I also you know I'm a little bit older than most of you guys. Yeah. I'm a few five or six years older, or maybe eight or ten, <laughs> depending, or maybe more than that. I don't know, depending, but. I know a lot of the cameos from right. the show. Like some people in this room may not know what Laverne and Shirley is yeah. or Lenny and Squiggy, but mm -hmm. when I see those, those faces That's show up or I know, you know, some of these actors or actresses, you know, I, I kind of recognize them from other stuff from, from my childhood. So it just kind of makes it more interesting, but can, can I ask you a question that sure. maybe clarifies 
if you were to strip off the natal this nostalgia yeah. from your childhood, does that change your opinion? Like if you had uh, just walked into this now, to answer. I know it's tough. It's it tough really to is hard. That, it is hard because there are so many of the set pieces or the different scenes that I really enjoy. Yeah. Like I said before, the the dance number, the uh, scene at the beginning with the where they're in the garage and he's up in the rafters and they're talking and and um, I enjoy the, the plane stuff mm-hmm. with the love interest. Uh, <laughs> uh, and. I don't know the, yeah, I, I think I like more. <laughs> I think up. I think there's more stuff in this movie that I like. Is it the jaw that scene? I don't like? <laughs> uh, but it's not the jaw scene. But I there are some parts of this movie that I really don't enjoy, yeah. like the last forty five minutes or most of the submarine stuff. But I again I like I like Slim Pickens a lot mm-hmm. too. Like that yeah. I that storyline is is enjoyable. So. I, but, it, it didn't have it had a few redeemable qualities, yeah. but not many. I, like, honest, to be very honest, I don't think I ever saw the director's cut yeah. when it was on TV as a kid. I think they made the director's cut for the DVD. Yeah. I could be very wrong. I don't believe it was that long, but it was, I remember it still being lengthy and slow. And I, to be perfectly honest, I, I watched it tonight, and I actually enjoyed the scenes where they're on top of the. The uh, Ferris car- wheel. The, the Ferris wheel more with the dummy yeah. than I've ever enjoyed before. <laughs> I've always hated that stuff and found it boring. But I really, now that I'm a dad, <laughs> I've found it even more funny than ever before. So uh, I don't know. I I, like, I I felt Murray Hamilton's pain as yes. he sat up there, afraid <laughs> of heights, uh, sitting next to this super annoying guy. And then we Which get the gag line of, he says, he tells him to shut up. And then he... He pulls down this this cloth, and he has this dummy that he starts ventriloquist dummy that he starts talking through the dummy, and it's like, oh come on, you've got to be kidding me! Yeah. How how yeah, could this be more like annoying? <laughs> and it's just it's crazy, crazily funny to me. So I I'm going to give you just a couple extra bonus points simply because this movie was purchased from Hollywood video. Yeah. <laughs> nice. A used, yeah, a used version. I, I mean, I'm going to deduct four points, though, because it has a label that says comedy on the side of it. <laughs> it's not a period piece. Yeah. Uh, now that you know that there's not much of a plot, yeah. maybe if you watched it again, maybe I would enjoy you wouldn't it. be sitting there going, what's the storyline? I'm trying to follow this. Where is this going to conclude? And you know that it's just the, the parts are all gonna meld together. <laughs> all the funny stuff is gonna just be funny. Maybe you, you just cannot, need to. You maybe you just need to say that with a straight face. <laughs> maybe you just need to watch it again. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> oh. I'm just teasing because yeah. I'm, 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 I, I like what you're, I'm hearing, and maybe you'll watch it again. I'm not gonna someday. hold it against you, Bracken. No. Okay. I will say, I, I do appreciate because usually we're having fun with certain movies and yeah. Bracken is just like it, clawing his eyes yes, out. Yes, that's true. You know, miserable. And so I, I, I want to say, I'm glad that I've been able to sit on the other side of the uh, fence. I yeah. can have a little empathy for you, especially when this is something you're like, I love this it, so yes. much. Yeah. And I feel bad because I've been in that spot and I really, did, I honestly didn't want to do that to anybody. Right. 
because it's not fun. We're all going to do it <laughs> so, to each other. Hopefully not intentionally. Hopefully not intentionally, but yeah. No, I mean, I mean, think, I think it's clear we all love Spielberg. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. we all wanted to like this movie. Yeah. And it, it feels to me um, a little bit, because of the jokes not falling, it feels to me a little bit of like other movies that I've seen recently where they just are, it's like he tried too hard. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta like let that joke breathe. You gotta let stuff happen because random stuff happens. Like they come out of the thing, they come out of the club, like the riot spills out into the street, and these random people get hit by cars just out of <laughs> just nowhere. Right? Shocking. Yeah. Stuff. And you're just like, yeah. like, was that supposed to be funny? Right. <laughs> like, I, yeah. Yeah, I just feel like it, it was like I tried too hard, and um, and somebody mentioned how it was like. There were no bad ideas. Like, oh, right, we're yeah, throwing right. that in the movie. We're yeah. putting that in the movie. And though, even though we found out they cut out a ton. Yeah. But it, it felt like it felt like the, that he needed to have like maybe a firmer hand of like, no, mm. we're not that that's not working. Or somebody needs somebody, to have a hand with him. Right. Someone needed to come in and say like, yeah. no, he should have listened to John Wayne. Right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I, I think I, I, and. and in Steven Spielberg's defense. Oh, shoot. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. I suspect that he probably put in a lot of the extra stuff just because he knew no one was going to buy this except for true fans. Right. And everybody else knew that this was already a bomb and and not well received. Hmm. And so I I wonder again what the theatrical release was. So uh, for our listeners, if you have seen this, um, and you think that we're being too hard, or maybe you agree with us, let us know. You can email us at theguysatexceptionallybad.com. Uh, or you could reach out to us on Instagram, and our tag is at exceptionallybad. Mm-hmm. Or you can go to our website, exceptionallybad.com. Yep. We'll see if we can maybe put a couple of those pictures we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, if we can do that. You could look any address up on the web and send him a letter. Yeah. <laughs> I am being totally serious, though. Yeah. Like, you sling your garbage at me. I guarantee. Yeah. Okay, not guarantee, but I'm very close to guaranteeing it is not going to be worse than this. <laughs> Hold on. I can. I know off the top of my head. But some movies that no, 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 are no, no, worse. No. But this. listen, that, that would fall into our radar screen. Of oh, okay, so bad they're good. Right, something that was intentionally right. supposed to be good uh, and just failed. Right, like miserably. I don't want to see the Russian version of Human Centipede Five. Right, right? like or I'm student, sure that's terrible. I'm not going to watch it. Right, right. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm yeah. talking about movies that people recognize as exceptionally theatrical bad. releases. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Anybody have anything else? Thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate all your, all the listeners out there and all your feedback. Yeah. And uh, we have another movie coming our way. We won't say what it is, but it's in, just in time for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And uh, that'll be our next episode. All right. Thanks a lot, everybody. Americans don't fight Americans. Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh, yeah. Ugh, that was terrible. Can we fix that in post? <laughs>